Hi there and welcome to Garden Church Podcast. We're excited that you've tuned in to hear a message from one of our team. I know that you'll be encouraged in your faith and challenged to live for God. We pray that you'll encounter Jesus in new and fresh ways as you listen to this podcast. God has got something great for you. Great to be with you, church. If you don't know me, my name's Sam. I, uh, I sort of help run the men's ministry and play a bit of bass every now and then. So they've given me a microphone today. Watch out. But uh, my wife, Taya, and I and our, our three kids, we call this incredible church home. And uh, I wanted to say, church, I wanted to speak on your behalf for a minute. If that's all right, if you agree with me at the end, you can give a round of applause. But Jono and Amy, Pastor Jono and Amy, I know that you were joking before about, but we did miss you. We missed you while you were away. We did. And uh, I, I pray and I, I'm sure that our church pray and hope that you just had an incredible holiday, that you were refreshed and filled. And as we speak about moving forward, that we as a church, we're behind you, we're moving forward with you. Would you give our pastors a round of applause this morning? Come on. Come on. We love you guys so much. We're so thankful for you. We have, we've been going through a series since the start of the year, moving forward. Who's, who's caught um, either here on the Sunday or in the podcast? Pastor Victoria, a few weeks ago, spoke about moving on, that we are, God has too much for us to be holding on to our past. We're moving on. Pastor Caleb last week spoke powerfully about moving through, which was such a great message. Like I said, if you missed them, catch up on the podcast because it will set your year up. Today we're going to be continuing the thought, we're moving on, we're moving through, and we're moving into. God has something for us individually and as a church to move into this morning, amen, and this year. Why don't we read our key scripture, Philippians 3, 12, 14, we've been focusing on this. It says this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things, or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on. To possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Amen. Why don't we pray? Lord God, in these moments we have around your precious word, I pray that you would speak louder than any person could, that your Holy Spirit would go out through the word and achieve what you have set out to achieve today, Lord God. We come under the word of God. We, are, we stand under its authority this morning, God. Would you speak in your mighty name? Amen. Amen. Well, guess what? It's only 48 weeks till Christmas. <laughs> hey, come on. It's a bit early, Pastor Jono, to get Mariah and uh, Michael back out, but you know, give it a few months, but in 48 weeks or so, might be 49, 47 and a half, something like that, we're going to be back in Woolworths, we're going to be listening to, you know, Deck the Halls and whatever else as we walk through, we're going to be buying Christmas hams, getting ready for pavlovas, but I'll promise you this, that in 48 weeks, you will have, you will be a different person, you will have moved into something, you will have changed from and I will have changed from who we are right now into something, right? Whatever that is. You know, our, our kids, if you've got kids, they'll be nearly a whole year older. 
they'll have finished another year of school, they'll be walking or crawling or finishing high school or finishing university, whatever it is. Our bank accounts won't have the same dollar figure, most likely, right? They'll be emptier or fuller. You know, who's believing for fuller? Amen, come on. <laughs> there we go. Our cars will have different kilometres on the odometer. Thank you. There'll be different numbers, right? Maybe when you step on the scales, there'll be a different number when you read the scales. Right? Maybe when you look in the mirror, there'll be different wrinkles or whatever it is. But when we finish the year in, you know, 48, 49 weeks' time, we will have moved into something. Amen? But not just physically, spiritually, each one of us will be a different person this time next year. When it comes to our relationship with Jesus, what will that look like? What will that look like as we step into 2024? Will we have grown closer to him? Will we have maybe stepped back away from him? Will we have testimonies and, and stories of the, the triumph of, of God in our lives over the year? Will we have uh, dared to believe in faith to see him do amazing things Will we, church? Will we have seen that this year? Spiritually, we will move into something in 2024. But if there's no purpose or vision or attempt to seek God and find out what that is, we might miss out on what God wants to do. I don't want to miss out. Like Pastor John, I was just saying a few moments ago, I don't want to miss out on what God wants to do. If God truly has a plan and a purpose for our lives, practically and spiritually, which he does, and surely we can seek God. We can ask Him. We can search Him and find clarity and vision for what He wants for us. Have you taken a moment this year, church, to, to seek God? In, you know, we're three weeks in, it's the 21st today. Have you taken a moment to see what He wants to take you into? What He wants to take us into this year? James 1.5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. God this year wants to move in each and every single one of our lives. He wants to move us into new dimensions of who he is. He's always on the move. Who's thankful that God is always on the move? That our Christian walk is not stale. It's not the same old, same old. It's not something rehashed from last year or the year before. But that God is on the move. He has something fresh for us this year. He wants to move our spiritual lives more in line with who he is. He wants to call us into the deeper waters. He wants to make us more like who he created us to be. Amen. And so I love that as a church, we, we dedicate the month of February to prayer and fasting because we're saying to God, God, whatever you're going to do this year, I want to be part of that. I don't want to miss out, God, on what you want to do in my life, in my family's life, in my world in 2024. So if you've been around Garden for a little while, or maybe it's your first you know, time here, whatever it is, in February, we pray and we fast. And I can't stress or you know, press the importance of it enough because it will set up your year to see God do amazing things in your life. Amen. But I thought this morning I'd get us started. Is that okay? I want to give you a bit of a head start. Three things, because Pastor Caleb had three things last week, so I thought I'd better have three things. Three things that we can step into, we can move into in 2024. Does that sound good? So good. Number one, we can step into greater authority. Amen? 
We are anointed. We are children of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. We are called out. We are saved. We're covered by the blood for our, by our perfect Jesus, who has won the battle over sin and death and is seated victorious at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. This morning, church, you have an authority in Jesus Christ. And I believe God wants us to step into that authority in 2024 in new and greater ways. Check out this scripture in Ephesians 1, um, 19. It says this. This is um, the Apostle Paul. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. Everyone say power. power. For us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put the, all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. That's us today. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. This morning, church, we are standing as a church in the authority that Jesus has been given by God. We have the authority this morning, just like like we read in Ephesians 1, over sickness. We have over every power that says there that, that, that there is far above any ruler, any authority, any power, any leader, or anything else. You name it, Jesus has authority over it. Amen? Over every health diagnosis, he has the authority of healing. Over every financial hardship, there is a miraculous solution. Over every broken relationship, there is reconciliation. Amen, church. This year, 2024, God has an authority for us to step into in greater ways. Amen. Amen. Number two, he wants us to step into maturity. I don't know about you, but sometimes the word maturity like bothers me a little bit. And it's because when I was a teenager, all right? So when I was like a 14-year-old, 15-year-old teenager... I wasn't the like cool, silent, brooding sort of teenager type, right? I wasn't like a Jesse Beatty of the world who was just been cool his whole life and, you know, writes poems and that kind of thing. But I was more the like loud class clown type. Anyone, you know, I, I, I sort of still am. Thank you. Some of the teenagers are with me. And being the loud class clown as a 14, 15-year-old teenager is great if you want to get a laugh from your mates. Right, because they're like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. You know, you got in trouble from the teacher. So good. But for some reason, as a bloke, the girls in my grade were always like, you need to grow up. You are so immature. Is anyone, anyone, no, just me? Okay. And I used to think, I'm 14 years old. I am an immature. I wear Lynx Africa deodorant and I play handball, right? I'm immature. That's who I am, right? Thankfully, I grew up a little bit over the years, right? I've changed to roll on deodorant, you know, that's maturity if I've ever seen it. But God wants us in the same way, right, to move on to maturity. That the same things that we did as an adolescent spiritual Christian, he wants us to move on from. He wants us to move into becoming fully competent, capable, mature Christians. Ephesians 4, 14 and 15 it says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us 
with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Church, there's just so much rubbish. There's so much rubbish going around. You could open up Instagram or whatever, TikTok, whatever it is, and you could just find a new philosophy, a new theology for every day, for every mood, for every whim, for every offence, whatever it is, you can find whatever you're looking for. But to be mature and to grow and to stand and hold on to the truth and not just hold on to the truth but know it so that we can communicate it in love is maturity. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a mature Christian that isn't blown around, whose life isn't blown around to and fro by the latest idea or the newest thinking, but who stands firm on the truth of God. Amen. There is so much for us to learn, isn't there? There's so much, there's so much for us to grow. I don't think you will ever make it as a Christian until we meet Jesus face to face. Amen. And I did want to encourage you that the Garden website has a grow page. And if you do want to grow, if you do want to grow in maturity, there's fresh resources that are updated regularly and that they will bless you. Then they're not the kind of resources that are the tossed to and fro, fresh thinking, you know, not, ba- not grounded on any theology, but they're good teaching that will bless your life, that will help you to be steady. So we can grow in maturity. Amen? Amen. And finally, if the band could come, we can grow into love into more of Christ's love. I don't know about you, this year, 2024, I just want to step deeper into, into his love. Yeah. Ephesians 3, we've been in Ephesians today, but that's all right. Ephesians 3, 17. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you, be made, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Talking about maturity, there seems to be a link that, that the love of God is lined up with fullness in life. There is more, so much more of God's love for us to know as a church this year. Amen that we can step into in new ways, that there is a a depth and a breadth and a height, you know, all those things that even though we'll never fully understand it, there's new dimensions for us to step into in God's love. I'm praying for us this year that there will be moments, whether it's on a Sunday or in a worship session or in your car as you drive to work or around the Word of God as you have your morning coffee where we will just experience the love of God. We would experience the smile of heaven. You know, that scripture says that when we put our roots down into God's love, it keeps us strong. There is a strength that we can draw from that is God's love that come what may in 2024, that we would be grounded and our roots would be down deep in God's love. Amen. Amen. Knowing and experiencing the love of God gives us fullness of life and power from God. And I love there that He doesn't just say to know God's love because it's one thing to know it. I know God loves me. I know that he loves me so much that he died for me and that is powerful. But Apostle Paul says that we should also experience 
the love of God. I want to experience the love of God. When we, when we have the band lead us in a moment, we're going to have a moment just to experience the love of God again. And I'd love for us to have just a moment where we step into the love of God. But before we do, I just wanted to pause for a moment and think of if there's anyone in, in here today that had never had an encounter with God's love. Or maybe today for the first time as you stood in worship and we sung songs to our King, to Jesus, that you thought, what is this that's, that's washing over me as I stand here? There's a feeling that's making my heart race, that's making me, my, my, you know, my, my pace pick up a little bit. What is that? And I, I'm here to tell you it's the love of God, that the presence and the love of God is here in this place this morning and that as we sang that through the blood of Jesus that we don't have to do anything to earn or make our way to Jesus, that it's all done because of what he did on the cross. And so in this moment, I wanted to give some people an opportunity in 2024 to accept Jesus' love for the first time. The Bible says that when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord, that you'll be saved. And so if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. If that's you today, if you were... If you've been sitting or standing in your seat today and you've felt the presence of God, like you can't even explain it, you can't really even understand it, but you know that God is calling out to you, that His love is is reaching out to you. Today I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you to begin a new journey today, that 2024 would be the year that you experience the love of God in new ways that you may never have before. And so I want to include you in that prayer. So... I'm going to give you an opportunity. If that's you today, I'd love you to shoot up your hand and I want to pray for you. I'm going to give you just a moment. Why don't you shoot up your hand? God has something great in store for you. Why don't we pray this prayer together, church? Dear God, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you died for me, that you rose again for me, that I'll be forgiven of my sins and be risen to new life. Come and live in my heart, Jesus. I declare you as my Lord and my Saviour and my friend. Amen. You know, the final verse in our scripture for this series, Philippians 3.14, says that I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us church this year. Jesus is he's ahead. He's at the finish line and he's calling us forward. He's calling us forward. He's saying, come on, come on. I'm waiting for you here. I have a prize for you at the end of the race. And so why don't, as we stand to our feet today, why don't we have a moment where we just take one step further towards Jesus, where the, the band's going to lead us for just a few minutes. And I want us to press in, press in and believe for the love of God, which transcends all understanding to flood us this morning. Amen. Thank you, Ben. How good was that message? I know that you would have been blessed. Garden Church is a flourishing, life-giving church based on the northern rivers of New South Wales. We have a passionate commitment to see you make a difference in your world, thrive in community, and most importantly, connect you to Jesus. 
visit our website, gardenchurch.com, for more details of ministries, our heart, and even some great resources to empower your life. Be blessed. Go and be life-giving. Thank you.